Nutrition is remarkable in its ability to have people with completely opposite views saying they have science to support completely opposite views. Frustrating, isn't it? What are we supposed to believe? Welcome to Dynamism Biohacking. My name is Dr. Matt Hammett, wellness and nutrition expert, lifestyle trainer, and movement enthusiast. And each week, I'm going to share with you how to make the right nutritious choices despite conflicting expert opinions, where I help you to discover how to unlock your inner aborigine or your inner greatness. Thank you for spending this time with me today. So let's get into the training. Movement is essential to life. Modern science teaches that if the planet were to cease motion, life as we know it would cease to exist. In fact, cellular biologists know that biomolecules within the cell require movement. Without movement, we could not sustain life. Blood cells even require it. Without movement, they cannot transport oxygen. If your lungs do not move, we cannot breathe air. If our heart is not moving, we cannot pump blood. If our spines do not move, we cannot create the motion required for proper joint nutrition and for the activities of daily living of life. And of course, we can't provide the stimulation of the joint-to-brain pathways required for proper brain and body function. As I already proved, without your spinal motion, Our brain and body cannot function properly. And that leads me to dynamism biohack. Movement is life. Dynamism is the enthusiastic quality or charism that dynamic people possess that characterizes them by their vigorous action and progress. They step outside that it's genetic cliche, the blame it, name it, and tame it with a drug approach into what I call true health. This is the health class your doctor doesn't know, the wellness prevention and health promotion solution, how to get and stay well for a lifetime. That's dynamism. You have heard me say this before. The power generator does not have energy. The power plant generates energy. In the human body, spinal motion is the power generator. Look, the importance of spinal motion has been long misunderstood amongst academics. The fact is, the proper spinal motion is required for proper brain function and the coordination of activities such as concentration and learning, our emotions, motor control, and organ function, including our immune organs. Dr. Roger Sperry was a Nobel Prize winner for his work in neurological research, and he states this, and I quote him, 90% 90% of the stimulation and nutrition to the brain is generated by the movement of the spine. He said that the importance of movement, spinal movement, concerning brain function, and let me quote him again, could be equated to that of a windmill 
that generates electricity for a power plant. Spinal motion is the power generator. He also stated that the more structurally distorted we are, the less energy we have for metabolism, for healing, and for thinking. Because the brain requires constant input from movement to control and to regulate our bodies. In fact, research has shown that if you cut off the supply of what's called the somatosensory information going to the brain, the brain would reach a state of a coma. Did you know that over half of all the nerve impulses being sent to your brain and your body and your spinal cord are for the delivery of movement stimulation to the brain. And that's what science shows, folks. Over half. Movement charges your brain's battery, making you able to think, to feel, and to function better. And according to Dr. Ristak's book, The Brain, The Last Frontier, and other prominent neurologists, physiologists, psychologists, and educators. They quote, Messages to your brain created by proper movement, especially of your spine, have been called an essential nutrient for brain function and development. In fact, research is now showing that people who do not properly stimulate their brain with the joint movement have learning, memory, emotional, behavioral, and overall health deficits. So let's look at the human research and chiropractic care. Chiropractic advocates like Dr. Dan Sullivan travel around the globe. They're teaching about this new perspective on chiropractic. And he teaches us that the human spine is more than a hard shell that surrounds and protects the spinal cord. I'm sure that's a really big deal and reason enough to have chiropractic care. So think of the spine as an organ. It's a neurospinal organ. In other words, just like your lungs and your heart, you know, those organs serve a primary purpose, don't they? Well, the spine, outside its protective layer, has a job as any organ. It has a job like any other organ. And it sends feedback constantly every second of your life. It sends feedback up to your brain. So your brain can receive this feedback so as to adapt and understand where it is in space, along with what the biomolecular needs of the body happen to be. Again, brain researcher and Nobel Prize winner Dr. Roger Sperry quoted him earlier. What did he say? He says, 90% of the nutrition to the brain is based on the movement of the spine. Again, 90% of the nutrients your brain requires for the health of your body is a requirement based on the feedback it receives from the mobility of the spine. That's certainly a game changer. See, when a baby is born, and there is lack of movement in the baby's spine, particularly in the 
upper cervical spine. It wrecks havoc on his or her whole neurophysiological system. Thus, your spine is an organ. Now, these things called receptors, right? They surround your spine and there are little neurons that communicate with your brain. Your brain receives this information from these little neurons. Mechanoreceptors or the movement sensors serve as a good example. They are neurons that receive feedback based on movement. So these mechanoreceptors are heavily populated around your spine. Now they're actually in your entire body, but they are most densely populated in your spine. In a neurology textbook, The Principles of Neuroscience, it says that the central nervous system depends upon the excitatory input from these mechanoreceptors to stimulate the brain and spinal cord. And it was found that approximately 80%, 80% of the baseline activity, right? That's the bottom line activity of the central nervous system comes from the input of these mechanoreceptors. Now, most of these mechanoreceptors are located in the spine, as I already said. They're near ligaments and joints. They are in what's called muscle spindles, Golgi tendon organs. This is a proprioceptive sensory receptor organ, right? It's a positioning sensor in the body, and it senses the changes in the muscle tension and other tiny muscles around the spine. So this loss of mechanoreceptor activity secondary to subluxation of the spine has a huge effect on the divergent nature of the central nervous system. So in terms of pediatrics, that means that if a baby's spine is not moving correctly, all higher organs are being affected because the brain cannot fully adapt to its environment. It's not getting the proper feedback from the spinal mechanoreceptors. Therefore, the movement of the spine is critical to the health and the development of the brain, which then determines how the stomach acid is going to be created, how the heart rate is going to function, how all the biochemistry of the body is made. And that information is all based on the feedback coming to the brain, and your spine is the organ that tells the brain how to respond. Subluxation of the spine alters this connection between the brain and the body. It changes the way the brain understands the body. And when that happens, the physiology to health is at a downward spiral toward illness and disease. Another study published in neuroscience it found that nearly 300 mechanoreceptors near the atlas vertebrae that's the top part of the neck per grams of tissue. And this activity is always sending messages to the brain every second of your life. So if you have a vertebral subluxation complex at the atlas vertebrae, the motion is stopped. Remember, that's 300 mechanoreceptors per gram of tissue are shut down. So you have inappropriate feedback to the brain. And that feedback is supposed to be appropriate to allow the brain to control the rest of the body when it is inappropriate at that magnitude. Can you see why it would have a detrimental effect on your health? 
See, the chiropractic adjustment to the spine improves feedback to the brain, which provides essential feedback to every single organ, cell, and tissue in the human body. In 2011, a study out of Japan, it showed in a, how a chiropractic adjustment decreased all the stress hormones in the body. It took the body from sympathetic overdrive, fight-or-flight dominant state, and it reduced it back to a normal function. See, the need for chiropractic care is not about philosophy. This is a science. And we now know exactly why this is happening. It is, it is, it is going on because of all that mechanoreceptor activity the brain receives following a chiropractic adjustment. But due to the sticky spinal joints, you know, not getting enough spinal motion, right? Such as due to our current incongruent genetic lifestyle caused by our sedentary lifestyle, right? We're denying the needs of our inner aborigine. In 2009, at a John Hopkins University, science did a really interesting study. They showed that an increase in stress hormones, particularly adrenaline, epinephrine, and norepinephrine, these are stress hormones. Well, the study showed that when you increase those hormones, those stress hormones, and increase in Specifically, it was noradrenaline. There was a direct cause in illicit diseases. Excessive weight gain, glaucoma, bipolar, type 1 and type 2 diabetes, osteoarthritis, rheumatoid arthritis, immune system problems, asthma, and even cancer. In other words, having a properly aligned spine, free from subluxation, will provide maximum mechanoreceptor afferent input to charge the brain. It will have an impact on all these diseases. And once again, dynamic people understand that the spine is more than a protective hard bone encasing. It's a neurospinal organ. And your brain gets the information from these mechanoreceptors that are loaded in your spinal joints and in any little misalignment in your spine. That would cause your spine not to move appropriately. Well, it would cause edema or swelling and spasm in the muscle, scar tissue, and lack of motion. And these symptoms indicate to chiropractors that there is a vertebral subluxation which significantly interferes with your central nervous system. So when the neurospinal organ is not sending feedback to the brain and not appropriately communicating with the body, your hormones are going to be stressed. And if the body starts breaking down because of a lack of neural input to the brain, it can affect the thyroid gland, right? Or any other organ supplied by that nerve. Therefore, the problem is indirectly at the least and directly at best related to spinal subluxation. Look, in 1922, Harvard medical researcher, Dr. Henry Winsor, is a medical doctor, opened numerous human cadavers, that's dead people, guys, <laughs> and traced the neurology of the diseased organs from which each subject died to its specific spinal vertebrae and the nerve root exiting from each vertebrae. And what he published his findings in JAMA, 
the Journal of the American Medical Association, back in 1922. You can still find it in JAMA today. You know, a rumor circulating chiropractic campus across the world, well, it said that this doctor was trying to disprove chiropractic, if you understood what was going on in that time. It makes sense. It could be true. But the study accidentally provided one of the chiropractic's primary evidence ever published validating early 1920 chiropractic theory, and this is what he found in 1922. In cases of heart disease, all 20 cases of heart and pericardium conditions had the upper five thoracic vertebrae subluxation. In the cases of lung disease, all 26 cases had a subluxation in the upper thoracic from T1 to T4. In the cases of stomach disease, right, death by stomach disease, all 13 cases had a subluxation in the mid-thoracic T5 to T9. In the case of death by liver disease, all 13 cases had a subluxation in T5 to T9. In the cases of death by gallstones, all five cases had a subluxation in T5 to T9. In the cases of death by the pancreas, all three cases had a subluxation in T5 to T9. And in the case of death by spleen, all 11 cases had a subluxation in T5 to T9. The kidney death, all 17 cases had a subluxation in T10 to T12. In all eight cases of prostate and bladder death, all eight cases had a subluxation in L1 to L3. In two cases, all two cases of the uterus death, they had a subluxation in L2. You know, today, nearly 100 years later, science is finally getting us closer to the understanding of chiropractic theory. See, in other words, when mechanoreceptors surrounding the spinal joints are altered due to this vertebral subluxation or sedentary spinal joints, whatever you want to call it, it affects a specific neurospinal mechanism that is fascinating to neuroscience. Now, specifically, let me get all geeky and Star Trek nerdy here for a moment for those science buffs out there. We know that it alters the input into layer 7 in the lamina of the spinal cord. These mechanoreceptors travel into layer 7 of the spinal cord and synapse or connect. And when they exit out, they go directly to the sympathetic chain ganglion and affect all the major blood vessels, all the viscera, also called the second brain, except the adrenal medulla. But they also influence the immune system the interfusal fibers of the intervertebral disc and all the muscle spindles in the human body. A 2007 New Zealand study in the Journal of Neurophysiology, well, it offers some interesting insight into what a chiropractic adjustment can do. In this study, researchers discovered that just one adjustment 
was radically altering the brain in a positive manner. Chiropractic researcher and advocate, Dr. Dan Sullivan, he often discusses insight into this research when explaining chiropractic to medical doctors and other specialized doctors all over the world. And he shares an insight. He discovered it while he was interviewing some of the researchers from the study. And he states this. He says, other researchers came in and watched and were blown away. A behavior expert noticed they could not get the brain to respond like that with six weeks of their care against what one chiropractic adjustment did to the brain. They had a great control group. The chiropractic adjustment affected the neurology to the brain unlike anything else that has ever been seen because of the mechanoreceptor stimulation. In other words, the researchers, well, they found that just one adjustment has an effect on growth and repair of muscle and in strength to a motor unit that you would get in three to four weeks of weight training. Wow. Here are four main points for the new health promotion solution that you have to understand. And again, that your doctor just doesn't know about. Number one, health is dictated by your ability to adapt. Your central nervous system runs the body and causes you to adapt. And what's the motor? What's the power generator? You got it. The movement of the spine. Number two, the central nervous system is dependent on the neural spinal organ, your spine. And a healthy spine is dependent upon getting checked and evaluated, not based on symptoms. Here's an important note about that. You know, back to that New Zealand study. They were done using people without any symptoms. So they didn't have pain. They didn't have neck pain. And they still found subluxation of the spine without pain. And they, they evaluated for subluxation and they adjusted them chiropractically. That adjustment gave them the brain changes and they published their findings in a major medical journal. No pain, no symptoms, but the misalignment, the malpositioned spine, the fixated joint, they corrected it and they published the brain changes in a major medical journal. A journal, by the way, that's not part of chiropractic. It was a neurophysiological journal in New Zealand. This is a big deal. Number three, your spine needs to be checked and assessed throughout your lifetime. Throughout your lifetime. So it can remain healthy. To have your brain and your nervous system to be healthy regardless of your symptoms. Look, just like when you have to cut your grass every week and continue to eat food, which is fuel your body requires, proper spinal motion is fuel your body requires. That needs to be maintained throughout your lifetime. We are all impacted by sedentary living conditions. So having your spine periodically adjusted by a chiropractor is going to help improve your brain function and your overall central nervous system function. So you function well 
and stay well. Number four, doctors of chiropractic, well, they have a unique perspective on health different from any other specialty, different from any medical doctor. Chiropractic is looking at health promotion and proper human function, not sickness, you know, sickness crisis-based or, or pathology-based. Look, it's like comparing apples to oranges. Neither is better or worse than the other. They're just different. So in this training of the five pillars of a dynamic health, I'm introducing a new concept of health, which I call healthology, a term not yet in the dictionary, or the study of health, which is based on a differing perspective, the health promotion the health restoration ethic. And why lifestyle chiropractic care is the glue that holds the structure and the function of the body together. Another interesting study in 2007, published in the Journal of Human Hypertension, well, it showed that chiropractic adjustments could lower blood pressure. See, we're beginning to understand that the same mechanisms of the nervous system of that interference with the neurospinal organ and mechanoreceptors into the innervation of the central nervous system may be the neural mechanism responsible for the improvement of blood pressure. And they found that the adjustment lower blood pressure more than what, get this, the adjustment lowered blood pressure more than what two blood pressure medications could do in combination, just by adjusting the upper cervical spine. And guess what? Your posture is a window to your health. Posture matters. Research has found that even the smallest forward head posture, well, that wrecks havoc on your health. From almost 800 humans, not rats, not animals, Humans, they learned that minor forward head posture is affecting everything from breathing to heart rate to digestion to disability and pain status. It is so interesting that society and our culture got so hypnotized toward that concept I call the medicalization of life and the diagnosis of a disease and the sickness crisis intervention that they miss the big picture. It's not really healthcare, is it? We have sickness care. Healthcare has to include the new health promotion solution, doesn't it? Yes, we need sickness and crisis intervention. And yes, we need to know what health promotion is and how to get there and stay there for a lifetime. See, because health is a continuum not an endpoint. So when someone says to me, I'm glad I haven't needed you yet, Dr. Matt, I usually respond with this. Oh, you have a perfect posture. You're mimicking the lifestyle of our ancestors to which we evolved from and to which our genome has been adapted. And you've been walking eight to 10 miles every day, sprinting, lifting heavy from time to time. Oh, I'm glad you have no need to brush your teeth or to take a soap shower. Imagine if you decided not to shower for a week. 
Imagine if you just ate one meal a day. Do that just for a month. Do that just for a few years. You'd be deficient in what? Nutrition. And your vitamins and your minerals and on and on and on. Eating and moving. Vital functions that are essential to humanity. Need to be done sporadically throughout the day, don't they? Don't eat for a year. Eat one meal for 10 years. You're going to get sick, aren't you? 20 years. 30 years. 40 years. Are you walking? Are you moving? 8 to 10 miles daily. The way our hunter-gatherers did. The way our ancestors did. The way our genome demands and asks us to do. Because that's what we've evolved and adapted from. We have the same genome, the same DNA from Adam and Eve. The genes are the same. But the environment is changed, hasn't it? You've gotten this far in the training. And if you still do not understand or accept that you and your family need lifestyle chiropractic care for the household, just as you need a dentist for the household. Well, George Washington has wooden pegs in his teeth. You get the drift? As I already proved, this concept for the need of lifestyle chiropractic care is not based on a theoretical construct or some new age philosophy. It rests on evidence-based sciences that I have connected the dots with research having both nothing to do with chiropractic and at the same time, everything to do with chiropractic. See, it's not about philosophy or life force. It is about scientific evidence, not by breaking open the bones of rats and dead animals, but based on clinical experience and what works on a case-by-case basis, and it's based upon humanity. And that's evidence-informed healthcare. That's the health promotion solution. If you are a current patient in our office, I love you. Thank you so much for your confidence in us. If you are not a patient, I certainly would love to meet you someday. Go to our website, newlifefamilychiropractic.net. And also, I just want to remind everyone that we got the same 24 hours in a day. I'm no busier than you are, but if your goal is to live a happier, healthier, and fuller life, You've got to learn to manage yourself. And that means managing your movement, which drives your energy. When we better manage our energy, we're better able to be more present and vibrant and enjoy our life. We're better able to manage our five pillars of a dynamic health. You deserve a life that is peaceful, that is balanced, that is happy, where you have tons of good health. The health that you need, the health that is on demand when you need it most. You see, because health doesn't come to you, it comes from you. It is a fruit that is grown and earned. And I know we all heard the genetic cliche, the blame it, name it, and tame it with a drug approach. But the truth is, the solution doesn't lie with more drugs and surgeries. The solution 
lies with you. You know it's not so much of a healthcare crisis as it is a self-care crisis in our world today. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I love you. I love hearing from you. So don't forget to reach out to me. Let me know what you thought about this episode. Do so by whatever is your favorite social media platform. Send me a message there. Let me know that you listened to this episode and what you thought of it. And as always, I appreciate it in advance anyone who is kind enough to write a review. That is the ultimate gift. I appreciate you very much for that. I love spending this time with you. I'm Dr. Matt Hammett reminding you to lighten up, move better, and live fuller. Until next, Dynamism Biohacking.